1: Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. Sometimes we give you a little bit of a bonus here on the podcast feed. This is Floor Crew. This comes to you from Jonathan, Gad, Matt, and Matteo, four of the contributors to the Five Reasons Sports Network. It first aired on the Five Reasons YouTube channel on Monday night. Every single week, there these four guys go through everything that happened with the Heat the week before and what may happen the next week. And now the latest episode of Floor Crew. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the Miami Heat floor crew here on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Jonathan. We got my man Gad, Matt, and Mateo. And every week, we bring you weekly heat news. We break down the last week for you. Break down kind of some you know trends that we've seen from some players and the team overall. This week, we went 5-0. and oh, uh, We didn't even have a five-game winning streak last season. So for us to do that 10 games in, this year is, is something that's impressive nonetheless uh, this team seems to be putting it together defensively Bam Adebayo seems to be awakened what we've all seen in him for a long time uh, and we've seen some great things from you know Hakez. Uh, we've seen some good spurts from uh, Haywood Highsmith even Duncan Robinson putting Wemby on his welcome to the NBA moment isn't what I expected to say at coming into tonight but nonetheless we've had a great week so far we've joined by Mr. Gad, Matt, and like I said, Mateo. So we'll get right into it, guys. I just want a quick recap of your breakdown on this last week of what we saw from the Miami Heat. Mateo, you weren't here with us last week. I want to give you a chance to kind of uh, show some love and what's going on with that. So break down what you saw from this Heat team last week, some things that you like, some things you feel like we can maybe even get better at.
3: Well, guys, it's good to be back with y'all. In this last week, the Heat are scoring effectively from the field, logging 48% of their baskets, almost actually 49%, and 37% from three point range, which is very good. The problem here is that the defense has not been up to par, and they're giving up 48% of the opponents' or baskets on the opponents' tries, which is awful. And now they've won five in a row. And if you would have asked people at the start of the season, um, would you have expected them after 12 games, which is, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, sorry 10 game which is 12 percent of the year would you have expected them to be the third seed i feel like most people would have told you no if you told them jimmy butler wouldn't be playing up to his standards and only would have been for two of the games this season it's very significant that the heat can win five in a row with jimmy not being himself and also guys like kayla martin out with tendinosis tyler hero out for the last two like jonathan pointed out a moment ago this team didn't win five in a row all of last year. And I think a lot of people have forgotten all of that because of the excellence you saw in the last postseason run that's washed over what you saw in the last regular season. But they definitely need to correct the defense. And obviously not having Jimmy up to his standards obviously um um allows him to excuse me, doesn't allow him to play with as much freedom. But what you've also seen in the last week, Haywood Highsmith is someone who it's probably locked up the power forward position, or if, it has, if he hasn't, should because of his skill set. Pestering three or four positions in man-to-man coverage or also working well in the zone. He you definitely saw this over the weekend. He bothered Trey Young, holding him to 33% shooting from the field. And yesterday in the win against the San Antonio Spurs, he matched up with seven different San Antonio players. That is at a premium. He can do it all starting from stopping the ball at the point of attack to banging with the big men in the back line. So he is someone who has been excellent for the heat and it has helped um, soothe over the absence of Caleb Martin. And also, Josh Richardson appears to be back. He wasn't playing so well in the first quarter of yesterday's win, but as the game wore along, he defended a, a little better. He also hit some two big baskets in the fourth quarter. But right now, what you're seeing from the heat is very significant because, again, with no jimmy out, it's, it goes to show you that the team is a little more dangerous and a little deeper than people thought. So they should probably reevaluate their prognostics.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I think going into the season, myself included, I, I really gave this team not much of a shot, you know, as far as um, how deep this team was going to be um, and, and just kind of underestimating uh, some of the additions that we were going to get. Right. Obviously, with Jay Rich and you, I, I love the topics you braid out because we're going to be able to break that down moving with what we said. You know, like you said, uh, with Jay Rich kind of making some big buckets, it was almost that. J. Rich, no. Oh, J. Rich, yes, he made the three. All right, (laughs) we'll take that, you know, and he ended up taking that little mid-range jumper, which is something that we've seen as a patented move of his before he left Miami. He loved that little mid-range jumper. He was good with that. I love to see him getting back to that as well. Like you said, with Haywood Highsmith, really filling that role in the power forward position. I think that's just allowing for us to be way better defensively, not having to fill as much gaps, like you said, not only for his defense against big men, but also to be able to rotate and cover multiple positions is something that I love to see from as well. Matt, I want to touch on more so what we saw from Bam Adebayo because I think this was probably the best week uh, in his career so far. And something that I saw, this is from Cooper Moorhead, over the last four games, averaging 25 points on above 50% shooting. Fourteen rebounds or higher, five assists, also with a couple steals and blocks. The only other players in NBA history to do that: Hakeem, Bird, Giannis, and Kareem. So Bam Adebayo over the last four games, putting in himself in incredibly uh, high-talented people that around that stretch. Uh, Matt, what did you see from Bam Adebayo this week? What did you love from his game uh, when he played?
4: He's comfortable. He's aggressive. Like we've seen him grab and go in transition, initiate offense. Um, the thing that I like about him that he, we're seeing more from him this year is the versatility defensively. Like we talk about Bam's versatility, about him being able to to guard one through five. Well, now they're using him in more of a drop because you have those point of attack defenders like Haywood Highsmith, like Jaime Jaquez, and you're able to put him in those positions. And now guess what? Miami, their opponents are shooting like seven – percent less at the rim with Bam on the floor compared to when he's not on the floor, which is like really, really important. The rim attempts are a little bit higher overall, but with Bam on the floor, like he he's being more versatile with it. Like we saw, we've seen a couple of times already this season, but specifically yesterday against San Antonio, him being in drop against Victor Wembanyama, teams are trying to throw lobster. And we're trying to throw over the top. Well, guess what? Bam creates turnover. He creates that deflection. It's going the other way. That's the impact that Bam has. And like when we see him offensively, when he's in the pick and roll, when he's in the half court, he's a lot more confident in terms of like, he's not, we're not seeing the passiveness that we've seen over the last several years. I mean, sure. We've, it's maybe here and there in terms of like his, his post up isolations and whatever, but in terms of like when he's getting it at the elbow or when he's getting it in the mid range, he's going up with it and he's going up confidently with it. And then obviously like him being impactful on the offensive glass, there have definitely been times where he's kind of that hub around there. He'll grab he'll grab a rebound. He'll slam it. He'll he'll be that guy in the dunker spot. that You can outlet to if a guy's driving, getting through him like Duncan Robinson, who we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But he's just been everywhere. He's confident. He's aggressive. He, he this is the best that he's played in his career. And I don't really seeing it s- slowing down from anytime soon.
2: Yeah, not only offensively, but defensively. He's just looked amazing, covering all the gaps and all the holes that we've had um with this and, and I, I think that the Miami Heat social media page has also um upticked and trying to get him that defensive player of the year because they're starting to post clips as well of all the crazy things that Bam Adebayo is doing I'm, I'm pretty sure if I saw the number correct it's under 37 that he's holding players to on isolation plays so an in, in incredible defensive uh, aptitude from Bam Adebayo Gat anything else you want to add on Bam Adebayo before we break down the rest of this team
1: uh honestly, he he looks like a leader and I feel like it's intentional. I feel like he has kind of shown a different disposition this year on both ends of the floor like hey, this is my team. Um now will that carry over to let's say the really really important games in the playoffs? There's going to be some some Jimmy moments where Jimmy's the alpha of this team, of course. But I like that Bam is kind of inserting himself in that conversation less of like a like a 2A and more of like a 1B. Um, which if that is what he develops into, into throughout the season, that's a fantastic development for the Heat because they they need him to understand he needs to be the second guy on both ends of the floor. He needs to do it on offense and defense because sometimes there'll be some moments where he hasn't really done it on the offensive end. Like Matt said, there's been some passivity. We're not seeing that right now. So that's, I mean, listen, Matt covered it all. I don't have to add too much, but Bam has been very
2: impressive this start to start the season. And I think to your point, with him being named the captain, um, I, I think that might have flipped some somewhat of a switch in him, right? That happening along with the retirement of Udonis Haslam, I think that forced him to grow a little bit more, right? He had to take that leadership role. He's appointed by Udonis as the next great big man in Heat history, right? So I think he really took that to heart with the retirement of UD, like not having that voice in the locker room anymore. And when you're preaching that stuff to all the young guys around you, he's obviously going to have to practice that stuff, right? Being the hardest working guy. And we've seen that with the offensive glass, right? The type of rebounds that he's seen, we've seen that Udonis scrappiness from him a little bit extra too, right? You're seeing a little bit more. When the ball's going to the ground, he's diving for the ball, right? These, these are things that your leader does not only wants you to say, but you want him to see do as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go back around you. This way. where we're going to go this way. Um, outside of Bam Adebayo, we've seen a lot of players be very impressive, um, Haquez defensively and offensively hitting big shots Saturday and then on Sunday hitting a game clinching steal. Right. Um, we've seen Duncan Robinson have one of his best games offensively of his career this week last night. Um, I, I thought that was just incredible to see what he did. Um, even Kyle Lowry, you know, I-, I think what Kyle Lowry has done, uh, to hold up his end of the bargain too has silenced, you know, at least for right now a couple of the doubters for his week you know for how he's playing he's not hesitating as much and i think a common theme for everybody on this this heat team is there's just a lot lack of hesitation from a lot of these players right bam out of bio as somebody mentioned in the comments i want to give him credit real quick um it was lp fan 23 you know saying um that A lot of, you know, like I say, Bam's not hesitating as much. Same thing with Kyle Lowry. We always felt like Kyle Lowry is over dribbling at points and, and, you know, looking to maybe pass. He's taking those three point shots. And, you know, I want him to take those shots, put the pressure on the defense, draw him out more um, to kind of go on from that. And Anthony, we'll get into the comment uh, about your draft pick about Oklahoma City. We'll definitely touch on that, too, because that's definitely some good uh, information as far as what we can do with the future comes to that. But, Gad, I want you to break down who has been your favorite player outside of Bam Adebayo during this last week for the Heat. (laughs) duncan robinson and it's not because of the because there's been some bad
1: three-point shooting nights right but the issue that i mean i'm specific and someone who has slandered duncan robinson countless times on this exact youtube platform so i'll be one of the first people to go ahead and give him a ton of credit for the basketball player that he looks like he's developing into he is not you remember jonathan we would be on the post game show sometimes and say he's not playing basketball he's playing tag because it was just, he was just running back and forth, just hoping that Bam would get him a handoff and be able to create something for him. It's not like that anymore. There was a moment last night where he legit rejected a pick and roll, went to the rim, and I believe he drew the foul. Like that Duncan Robinson also having a like a post-hesi on Victor Wembanyama, and then getting to the rim and finishing. That is basketball. That is hooping. That's a pure hooper right there. Like this rendition of Duncan Robinson is such an offensive weapon that it doesn't matter if he has a game where he goes two of nine from three or whatever because you can probably count on the fact that he's going to create advantages elsewhere if I told you coming into this season that Duncan Robinson was going to be one of the I mean you can honestly say top two but I'll keep it at like top three or top four guys that's getting to the rim off the dribble for the Miami Heat I, I don't think anyone would believe me I would probably be in a psych ward right now but he's playing such good, smart basketball. He's making the defenses react to him in ways that they have no idea how to do. It's not on the scouting report because this is stuff he has not done yet. So shout out, Duncan, man. He's playing confident and with or without the three-point shot falling, he just looks good. He's playing good or better on both ends and it's really, really going to help this team out, especially with Tyler Hero's absence.
2: Yeah, I think like the last thing you said, with his absence, is going to be super key. I think the one... Part of last night's game that really just blew my mind was having him pump fake somebody twice and then hitting the shot. Right? He pump faked. I can't remember who was guarding him. He got his defender to jump. He went, took a step back, pump faked again, got his defender to jump a second time, and then he nailed the three. I don't think I was ever going to see Duncan Robinson do something that saucy in my life, but that was one of the coldest things I've ever seen. And I think that's probably his two best career moments. Um, last night i I think those probably could be two of his best moments in his highlight reel uh matt i want you to touch on who you feel um like outside outside of those guys has impressed you the most for the t team
4: i mean if i'm not going to include duncan robinson because Gad stole my answer no um i'll probably say Jaime hawkins and it's just because like i want to he's been so awesome to watch as a rookie so far and like he's so he's so developed or he at least he feels like it because he was a four-year college guy um, like I, one of the, I think it was the, uh not the Memphis press, it was the Atlanta press, or someone asked Spo about like the experience that Jaime Hawkins has, and they're, they're like he's experienced that experience, and Spo's like no, he's like a very experienced player. Like this isn't this is kind of like not a rookie, or he's a rookie but not a rookie at the same time, and like just watching him how he's developed offensively, like I want to see Miami run offense through him a little bit more in like the post, him in live dribble situations, him being him being that decision maker that we've seen the potential of already throughout the preseason, throughout these first nine, 10 games. Like he, he has that, he has that skill as well as him being able to be super instinctual defensively on and off the ball. Like he's just been so fun to watch. I don't know if people expect him to be this far along yet, even if the statistics aren't there, like he's still shooting the ball relatively poorly. Like that's going to come along, I think over time, but he's, shown that he he is like a winning basketball player and he what how he plays is conducive to to success on the floor. whether he is starting, whether he is the the seventh, eighth, ninth guy off the bench like it's been so much fun to watch just to see how he when he and it's gonna be fun to watch like how if his role expands throughout the year like if he's getting more touches in games thirty and game forty, so on and so forth. We're just seeing this it on the surface right now. we're just seeing the start of it. Just imagine what it's going to be like by the end of this rookie season and beyond, really. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go
2: the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Absolutely. I think to your point, um, what he's been able to do, even if he's starting or if he's just doing a couple of minutes, right? Defensively, the man can hold his own. I mean, you guys talked about it last time, how he's just so smart with his scouting, right? When a when a player, when an opposing player is going to spin, he can kind of read where they're going to spin to and poke that ball out of there. Uh, I.e. last night, the last play of the game for the San Antonio Spurs, uh, the guy was, you know, going to the rim he helped Jimmy Butler he got the strip Jimmy got the steal and it was able to seal the game off so Jaime's doing great things not only offensively but I think defensively his presence his scouting just his IQ on the court is so high for someone that's so young like you said Matt it's very impressive to see um and I'm really curious to see especially with Tyler out now and having you know Caleb out currently that expanded role that he's going to get is going to be really um useful so when it comes time for the playoffs and you need somebody that's going to fill a couple of those minutes when that you know when that rotation tightens up he might have a spot come to that time uh mateo obviously uh, you know not many players left um, as far as that goes but i want you to break down uh like you said maybe some uh, one of the players that were you most impressed with um and i also want you to break down with maybe who do you outside of jimmy butler that's the obvious answer but who do you want to see more out of um over this next week or two with the absence of tyler hero
3: Oh, well, well, first I I, I got to jump on Matt's point about Jaime Jaquez, you know, on draft or after draft night, I was telling anybody who would listen to me that the value at plus 10,000 on most of the sports would, excuse me, sports books was too good to pass up because anybody who saw him play at school, identifying that footwork as the best in the draft could tell you, this guy is definitely going to get between 20 and 25 game. excuse me uh, minutes per game at the minimum as a rookie and I I haven't checked statistically what it is right now but I think in the last five games he's definitely hit, hitting those marks but he is someone who defensively is very good at locking and trailing and uh, defending on the ball I think he is also very good at that he's oh, he's I think he's deceptively like big I I, I don't know it's, it's kind of hard to explain but it's He's got a good wingspan. It's he moves his feet well. He's got broad shoulders. He's someone that's a very good prospect up at that end of the floor who's already contributing immediately. He reminds me a lot of Bruce Brown because of how versatile he is on that side of the floor and how he can also score between 10 to 15 points without a play run for him, just because of his mobility off uh, cuts or, you know, going around a, a handoff. So I really like him. Obviously, I know we've touched on Bam. I got to say real quick, you know, his jump shot reminds me a lot of Patrick Ewing's. And for the people who saw Patrick Ewing, his jump shot was automatic when he played for the New York Knicks. When when it went up from mid-range, you expected it to fall down. I have the same feeling when I see Bam pull up from the elbow. It's a shock to me when it doesn't go in. And right now, he is also one of the best defenders in the league. I don't think you can reasonably put him below top five. So that puts him no less than a top three center in the NBA. But from the guys, you know, I want to see more from, you know, in in Tyler's absence, it's really, I want to see more of Duncan keep doing this because last year, um, uh, 13% of his field goals Were two pointers, which is not very much. And I'm sorry, not 13%. It was 19%. Pardon me. This year, it is 34.6%. That is a 15% increase. That is very significant. It means he is pressuring the defense in more ways. And I know our guys here have covered it. He is attacking the basket more off cuts. He is also putting the ball on the floor down, excuse me, on the floor now, more off 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 a handoff with Bam and like what you saw yesterday. That Steve Smith hesitation on the baseline over excuse me against Wembanyama that got him an inside layup. These are the things I want to see because last year and the year before I was very vocal in saying Duncan Robinson is not a very good NBA player because as someone who just took a lot of three point shots, I said when the defense schemed that out. He wasn't providing very much. That has not been the case this season. He can now score when, with inside the arc, and he hasn't been a zero defensively. So, I, I really want to see more of him do that. Bam has been tremendous. Jaime has, like Matt said, he's not a real rookie because you know the one and done rule. To, to, uh, a lot of players use that, and they come out uh, come out of school way before they should. And when you got someone like Jaime who spent multiple years and is around 20, well, 22 years old he's much more developed than a lot of these guys and ready for immediate contribution. So jumping on a lot of these guys' points too, of course.
2: Absolutely. So this is a, this is a question that I'm going to throw real quick to all you guys. And this wasn't one on the, on the little scouting report I gave you. Um, Is Jaime Jaquez, and it's just a quick, give me a quick 10 seconds and why is Jaime Jaquez going to be first team, all rookie defense when it comes to uh, this season? Um, Mateo, I'll let you start.
3: I'm not sure they got an all rookie defense, but all rookie team for sure. Right,
2: um, all rookie team. Right, no, no, yeah.
3: No, I'm just busting your chops. I definitively think he will make that because. Listen, when Caleb Martin gets back, who, is Kevin Love going to be the guy who gets uh, phased out with the minutes, or is it going to be somebody else? Because what Jaime is doing on both ends of the floor, and again, as someone who can score with you know without a lot of usage. You cannot you cannot shelve this guy. So, if he keeps doing that, what he did in, over these last five games for the rest of the season, without a doubt, he will for sure. Yes,
4: Matt, I think he will make an all rookie team. And like to kind of bounce off that with Tyler being out with Caleb, we don't really know when Caleb's coming back. Like there really isn't like a timetable because of its its knee tendonosis. That's that's chronic. That 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 can linger until to December that can linger into January. Like we have guys who are out right now. And so you're going to get, you're going to build the confidence of a Jaime Jaquez who is already a confident player. And you're going to get him more reps, even though he's getting some reps are like, he's going to just get it more, more on his plate. Kind of like what we saw from Bam, like very, very early in his career Spo, You really, after each year was adding more to his plate, same thing with Tyler. With Jaime Jaquez, it's almost the same deal. And again, like what he's doing right now, it's conducive to success. So I think that he will be an all-rookie in some form or fashion when it's all said and done. And that's saying a lot because this rookie class looks pretty good so far.
2: Yeah, it definitely does have a lot of talent coming into it. Gad, before we break down next week's upcoming schedule, just uh, like I said, final thoughts on uh, Jaquez and, and where do you see him standing as a rookie when it's all said and done? I think he's going to be one of those guys that at the end of the year, they're going to take a look back. After
1: everyone has a fantastic rookie season, all these dudes have highlights. They look like the next, the second coming for their teams or whatever. You're going to see Jaime Hawkins squeaks in the, the sec- all second, all-second team forward spot. He'll squeak in right there and be like the ninth or tenth guy that made it. Um, but it's going to be well-deserved. He looks all the parts to be a guy that can contribute on a playoff team, which is what I believe he will do. And it's exciting. It's fun to have another young player that it looks like they hit on a draft pick relative to where they drafted him. So.
2: That's all I got on him. Absolutely, man. So let's get into this next week, guys. Before we close it out, we got a couple games on the schedule. The next one coming up, I believe, is versus the Charlotte Hornets. And that is uh, Charlotte Hornets. And that's (laughs) going to be part of the group group play for the uh, in-season tournament there. Um, And then after that, we have the Brooklyn Nets, then the Chicago Bills. Um, And then next week, uh, we're actually Chicago Bulls twice, Saturday and next Monday, too. So um, that's going to go into that one. Uh, But yeah, I'll let you break it down. Those are four winnable games. I mean, that's, you know, those are really, truly four winnable games coming into that one. Um, Give us your prediction. How do you think we go over those next four? I think they beat the, I think that, do I think they win eight straight? If
1: there's a team they're going to lose to, it's probably the Nets. Because they, for some reason, just can't beat the Nets, I feel like. And when they do, it feels like they do it on accident. Um, I think they're going to beat the Charlotte Ornaments. I think they're going to beat the Chicago Bills. I don't think either one of those teams are good. Although I will say, and Bam has been doing fantastic against every great big, that they're good big that's been thrown at him. But I am excited to see the matchup against Mark Williams. I think he's a very underrated player. He's a good guy on both ends of the floor. Kind of like a young Clint Capella type thing. um, But really good defensively. So I'm excited to see what he looks like or what Bam looks like against Mark Williams and if you can kind of give him like the, nope, I'm still the all-star in this division uh, type treatment and see what that looks like tomorrow night. But I think, ultimately, I think they do win these three games. And then the Bulls, they should win that too. So we really should be looking at a nine-game winning streak, which is very unheat like So odds are they'll slip up one of those games. If I had to guess, it would be the Nets. But I will pick them to win each one of them because honestly, they're playing good basketball right now. It's not perfect. But they're very locked in on the defensive end and offensively they're getting enough. And I think you have guys who maybe in the past weren't willing and capable of stepping up and kind of like elevating their games a little bit and doing past what their role typically is with everyone healthy. But now they look to be showing the part Kyle is willing to do a little bit more and he's putting it all on the line. Duncan is playing a completely different brand of basketball. Jaime is a lot more left in the tank than I think we're even asking for from him. Jay Rich is even showing you some ability to hit like a couple pull-up jumpers, which if he can get hit to a game, that's fantastic for us, honestly. And yeah, I, I think the the squad is, it's deep. They're playing good basketball and I expect that to continue.
2: Yeah, and, and one point um, that you actually reminded me of is how good this team as a whole has become at drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line right? I mean, we're seeing it from, I mean, we saw it from Tyler before he went down. You know, we saw even Duncan getting some free throws. Bam Adebayo has insanely improved on the amount of free throws that he's been taking. And he's obviously been trying to get to the line more, which I love to see, right? When you're able to get to the line, you're able to slow the game down. And when it's not Jimmy having to put his body through that, through the regular season, and it's a young guy like man, a can maybe take some of those uh, more of those beatings down low and, um, you know, get some of those free throws at the rim, um, attempts at the rim. I think that'll just be more effective as far as, like you said, letting Jimmy to rest, um, and go from there. Um, Matt, break down the next week of the season. How do you see it going for us?
4: Um, I think it's probably like more two and two. I think we beat Charlotte for again for some reason we just can't beat Brooklyn to Gads Point. Um, like they beat Miami by thirty last year. I think towards the end of the season, and they also beat Miami. Uh, I think it was like by like like close to double digits after that trade. I mean, it's just this new this iteration of of brooklyn's given miami problems uh more or less and then i think we split the chicago i think it's like a back-to-back road road if i can remember correctly um not like a back-to-back day but it back-to-back yeah no i believe you're
2: correct you are correct
4: um and so i think miami drops one of those so i think two and two is like just in my head realistically what they go at least over these next four games
2: yeah um i'm feeling three and one you know what I mean? I I feel like we can get three of these games. I think defensively, we're good enough to hold these teams off, to be honest. You know, I, I think with, um, obviously, Tyler going down sucks, right? But when you have like Haywood uh, Highsmith coming back and Hakez playing the way he is. And obviously Jimmy's eventually going to show something for us. And, you know, Bam Adebayo is playing all essentially the best defense of anybody in the entire association. So um, I definitely think that Miami's going to go and one. Like you said, we're bound to slip up on one of these games. You can win and lose on every given of a night. Uh, but I, I think the more likely one for some reason is Charlotte, because I think LaMelo has been killing it. I think the last week he's been playing really good. Um, we just know, uh, Those high-energy, faster teams uh, sometimes give Miami heat some trouble. And the same thing with Brooklyn, right? Obviously, they've got a lot of young wings, too, there. um, That can give Miami problems as well. But I think it's one of those games. I think Miami versus Chicago. Chicago hasn't been playing really good ball this year at all. So I think Miami um, does a really good job and and beats them out. Um, As far as um, Anthony's comment real quick, um, about the the preseason predictions going into the top lottery pick. Um, Mateo, before I let you break that down, Gad, I'll let you answer the question.
1: Is it too early in the season to believe that some of these draft productions that are saying the Miami protected pick they traded to OKC in 2024 is going to be a top lottery pick? So if I understand what you are saying here, Anthony, I think people may have overreacted to the Heat's inactivity this offseason. They're still a good team. They have a really good formula that they've been following, and it has worked. Um, barring insanely poor three-point shooting variants, this will probably be a playoff team once again. And I, the fact that maybe people would believe that's a lottery pick seems like an overreaction, but the East is getting better. So I'm not going to hold anybody for their opinions, but I don't believe that this will be a lottery pick in the slightest. This, this looks like all of the makings of a playoff team.
2: Yeah, I think anybody who thought that we were going to be a lottery team um, really kind of like overreacted, you know, with not getting who we wanted to get potentially. Right. Um, but I mean, this team is is still good enough to not be a lottery team. I mean, the injury luck that we had last year, the amount of players we had out, just the way we had to grind through the entire season, the terrible three point shooting that has really showed that is, that's, you know, that was a really dip compared to what we're used to as a team. Throughout most of the early parts of that season, the Miami Heat team could not hit a, a three point shot, right? And luckily, it kind of, we got correction out the wazoo when it came to the playoff and making it to the finals. So, luckily, we, that was able to happen. Uh, but this season is a lot more balanced as far as the type of shots we're getting. I feel like we're not forcing it as much either. Ball movement has been a lot better. We're seeing a lot less isolation, in my opinion. And the isolation that we are getting from, like, Bam and Abayo has been elite, right? He's been not hesitating and taking those jumpers. And, man, against the Hawk, I think he went, what, six for six in the middies? And he's been absolutely killing it. But, Mateo, I want you to close us out as far as next week. Give us your prediction. How do we go over the next four games?
3: You know, I, I think they win them all. And I'm not trying to sound like a homer here. The one that really scares me the most is the Charlotte uh, – the Charlotte game because in the past the the Heat had this very bad habit of playing down to the level of competition. But although this one scares me the most, I, I don't see them losing to the Goon squad. Seriously, the Chicago Bulls. I just think the way Bam is playing is just such a, a matchup for him to exploit with Nikola Vucevic. As far as the Nets, Cam Thomas is out with an ankle injury, so the Heat doesn't have to throw out the kitchen sink at him defensively to slow him down. So, man, give me a 4-0 in this one.
2: Absolutely, man. I think this Heat team um, has really kind of earned the trust of the fan base back um, just by the way they've played. Obviously, you know, there's topics going around of, you know, with the way everybody's been playing, should we have still gotten Dame? The answer is yes easily you know what i mean we still should have gotten him but um that being said this team has shown a lot um, of promise as far as going into next part of the latter part of the season i don't think it was until late of last season that we actually even broke 500 it took us a lot more games this season we've already broken 500 and we're already have a five game winning streak right so um this team has a long way to go there's a lot of developments that this team can make before comes playoff time right we're still going to see the growth of like you said, Jaime. We still haven't seen Caleb yet. Haywood Highsmith is becoming a legitimate defensive threat for this team. Bam Adebayo is a top three center in the NBA. And Jimmy Butler hasn't even started trying yet. So there's a lot of different things for this Heat team that could break right. And for us to lock our in as, as like a top three, top four seed in the East, which I do see us doing if uh, we can stay good as far as injuries and, and everything comes to that. Um, but th- like I said, this as long as this team can stay healthy and stay competitive, we're always going to have a shotgun playoff time. So as that goes... Gad, Matt, Mateo, I appreciate all you guys joining. Uh, Everybody in the comments, Mr. Donut, Dan, Anthony, uh, Manzano, Mr. Ben, and then also uh, we had one more, LP fan, 23 Appreciate everybody for joining us. Um, Make sure you guys, if you aren't already, make sure you guys like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Follow all of us on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Um, And then also make sure you guys uh, follow us and like us on our podcast feeds as well. But uh, until next week, guys, this was the Miami Heat floor crew.